0: Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk
2: is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in.
1: Welcome back to Buckeye Talk. Douglas Marie States and Bear Steven Means we're doing Buckeye fly effect again. We've done it once before about what if somebody other than Ryan day was hired to succeed urban Meyer. And we're doing it again about the 2018 quarterback battle when Dwayne Haskins beat out Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow transferred to LSU. What if urban Meyer and the Buckeyes had picked Joe Burrow, what would it have meant for Ohio state in 2018 and 2019 what would it have meant for the future of Ohio State quarterback recruiting? Steven, is this a logical one for us to be pursuing as our second Buckeye fly effect?
2: I mean, yeah, I, I, honestly, it's just, it's going to get, first of all, everyone's interested. In it. This is the number one question around Ohio State the last three or four years is what would have happened if Joe Burrow would have won the starting job. And there's just a lot of elements that, that kind of fall from that, this, I guess, butterfly effect. There's a lot that comes off of that.
0: From a recruiting
2: it's, standpoint to everything else, it's 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 based on butterfly effect, right? That the butterfly
1: flaps its wings and it changes yeah. everything. Buckeye fly effect is hard to say. We I, we perhaps for uh, <laughs> yeah. for ease of pronunciation, we should have named it something else. But we're down
0: the road. I like the name in theory, so we're sorry if we stumble over it during the course of this. Um, at best, when we have texts and emails about this, at best, I call it Buckerfly effect because I'm yeah. hoping somebody. Trips up over. The, I'm probably. I'm starting to plant that seed in the back of someone's head to get us an explicit rating on accident.
1: Yeah, no, that's not a, right. At best, you call it buck or fly. That is not what you called it. I think in the last email that you not sent, um, Nathan. This idea, right? This happened before you were on the beat, but the idea that, like, hey, Ohio State had a quarterback battle, and the winner went on to be a first round pick, and the loser went on to win the Heisman, the national title, and be the overall number one pick
0: little bonkers is it not among the many things that sort of flooded at me when I took this job that were bizarre like I almost didn't I didn't have a great grasp of that because you know I'm starting in mid-August before the 2019 season and Joe Burrow was just it was like this curiosity at first right like oh hey you know this there's this quarterback at LSU and he's off to a pretty good start did you know he used to be at Ohio State and I'm like I'm trying to learn the roster here and, like, I don't really have time to, like, fully grasp for a long time what exactly is going on. And by the time I did, Joe Burrow was, like, capital Joe, capital B, Joe Burrow, and was just taking over football. Um, and it I, I, to, to kind of answer the same question you asked Stephen, like, this is almost like the the ultimate Buckeye Fly effect question because the, the repercussions of this affect – so many different things. It affected what happened that season. It affected what Ohio state did the past two seasons. And I think you can make a pretty good argument that there were effects that are going to play out over the next five to 10 years.
1: Wow. Five to 10 years. That's interesting. Cause I also think you can argue that the little snapshot (laughs) would have changed and actually it could have picked up kind of exactly where it is now that there are, there are some recruiting implications though. Um, I think there are some implications about Ryan day and like what it did for Ryan day. The one thing that I think we have to assume, because if you don't assume this, Stephen, I think it just changes everything is the idea that if they would have picked Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow would have been here for 18 and 19. Because if they just pick Joe Burrow, and also, I think in this assumption, I'm assuming that Dwayne Haskins leaves. Now, Joe Burrow was able to leave as a grad transfer and play right away at LSU. Dwayne Haskins, he's younger, would not have been a grad transfer. For him to leave, he would have had to sit. But I just don't know that, hey, you didn't win the battle, that he would have been happy to sit and then wait to see, does Joe go? Like, that, I think, to to declutter it a little bit, Stephen, because if, if, if you think, OK, Burrow wins, but then Burrow's going to go pro just like Dwayne did after a year. Well, then you can just assume that Justin Fields would have been brought in the exact same way it was. And all you're doing is changing 2018. And that's not that interesting. And I just don't know. I mean, having lived through it, we all at the moment, and I'll read a couple of the old stories, at least parts of them. We all at the moment kind of thought Dwayne was going to win. And if Dwayne won, we were sure Burrow was going to leave because we all kept writing for months. Burrow's too good to be a backup here. But the same would have applied for Dwayne. And I don't think Dwayne would have just been like after sitting behind JT for two years, would have stayed and sat behind Burrow in 18, hoping that Burrow goes pro so he can play in 19. Right. I, I think Dwayne would have left. And I'm going to approach everything as they pick Burrow. Dwayne leaves, but Burrow is here for 18 and 19. Is that a fair way to look at it, Stephen, for the sake of this discussion? Because otherwise it's it's like not that interesting or it's a whole different discussion.
2: Otherwise, you're just assuming how good Joe Burrow would have been in 2018 with no exact proof that he would have been able to do that. I mean, yes, you have to assume that because that's what happened. Joe Burrow was in college for two more years while Dwayne Haskins was here for, was in college for one more year, and then he went all to the NFL. Anything more than that, you're just assuming that Joe could have done what he did in 2019 in 2018 if given the opportunity. And there's no proof of that. And given the recruiting pedigree, the idea that you know the guy who was the number 91 player in his recruiting class in 2016 and the guy who was the number 280 player in the 2015 recruiting class. If the guy in the 2015 recruiting class wins, the guy who has a better recruiting pedigree is probably going to leave. Yes, because he thinks he's talented enough to be a starting quarterback. It's almost as if, if things would have been reversed, you would have expected Dwayne Hastings to go somewhere and be awesome. I think that most people probably thought Joe Burrow was good enough to be a starting quarterback, but I don't know if anybody thought that he was going to go somewhere else and be awesome the way he was. I just think
1: like Dwayne probably would have transferred to Maryland and would have gone and played there. And if he had to sit out a year, he probably would have tried to apply for a waiver somehow. I don't know. Maybe he would have gotten it. But, you know, Nathan, I do think we're especially in this world now, and it's a little relevant because we're in the midst of another quarterback competition at Ohio State, and we're talking about a quarterback competition where one guy won, one guy left. I just think in general, even in 2018, we were in the era of the loser leaves, right? At a place like Ohio State. And there's enough times, you know, Tua beats out Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts leaves. Even though Dwayne wouldn't have been a grad transfer, I still think it's fair to make that assumption. Does that make sense
0: to you as well? Yeah, I mean, two guys at essentially the same juncture of their careers, when one of them wins, what, what is the other one waiting for? I mean, and I think at the time, I mean, you would have a better grasp on this than I would. But when you all you said that whoever would leave, whoever lost the job would leave. If Joe Burrow had lost the job, he would leave. But it, that was without thinking that Dwayne. Be, let me say it a different way. That was because no one at that time probably thought Dwayne Haskins is clearly going to go have a first round NFL draft pick kind of season.
1: Yeah, I don't know that we were assuming that like the loser leaves and the winner stays for a year and goes to
0: the NFL. I I don't think we were thinking that because that would have given someone potentially incentive to just stay behind another year. Right. And then you could still take over as the starter down the line. Um, And I think that's what the other thing that factors into this discussion is that what throws everything off is Dwayne Haskins, not just winning the job, but going out and being so great that he ended up be having to leave. Like there was no choice for him to make, but to go on to the NFL after that year.
1: I do think when you're in a quarterback competition, it's like, you feel like it's in your ass, right? It's in your control. Your fate is in your own hands. And then if you don't win, I don't think you want to stick around and let your fate be in someone else's hands because it's in someone else's hands of like, oh, I hope this guy's so good he leaves. Because if he stays two years, then I'm really screwed, right? That, that you, I think then, just had my chance. I didn't win. I'm going to continue to control my own destiny. And I'm going to go look for a spot where I'm clearly the number one guy. And I'm going to go transfer there and play. Even if Dwayne would have had to sit out a year for him to say, well, I'm going to transfer home to Maryland, sit out, and then I'm going to tear it up in 2019 at Maryland, right? And then I'll go to the NFL after that. Like, I just, I just think that's what he would have done. So that's how we're kind of going to operate. We have four questions that we ask the texters. And we have some comments from the texters as well. But I'm going to do the first one now, which is how big, of a deal, how big of a deal was this decision for Ohio State on a scale of one to five? Five being it's a program-changing decision. One being it didn't matter. It's just normal football stuff. Guys win jobs, lose jobs, whatever. We're also then going to get into later, at the time, was it the right decision? And then when you look at the short-term and long-term effects, how things turned out. Was it the right decision for Ohio State? So the texters, again, five is it's a program-changing decision. Four, major effect on that team in the moment. Three, important, but things could have worked out fine in a variety of ways. Two, not that big of a deal. One, didn't matter. Just normal football stuff. Guys win jobs. Nathan, which would you vote for? I didn't have people
0: rank. I had them pick one. Five to one. Five, most important, one least. So I did not want to pick three the first time we did this. I felt like that would have been too much of a Nathan Baird answer to pick three <laughs> as in like the the total fence sitting answer. And I was, and then, but then I thought, so between a two or four, which one am I closer to? And so I picked four. I said major effect on the team in the moment, because you have to get that decision, right? You're picking The quarterback and the repercussions are the other one is leaving. So you are thinning out the talent in your room, regardless of which one you pick. Even if you pick the right guy, you're also giving yourself a lesser second option with that team. So I think it's a pretty significant move just in the moment. And then obviously the repercussions that came from that, like you don't end up with Justin Fields here if you don't start the domino effect of picking Dwayne Haskins over
2: Joe Burrow. Steven, how about you? I went five. This is program changing. And not just because it's, it, everything that went along with picking Dwayne Haskins and the style of offense they use, and yet it's the most extreme version of their th- passing offense that we're probably going to see here. But I think you needed that. I think you needed an extreme version of that to prove a point here with the 50 touchdown passes to almost 5,000 passing yards, and even if it's just a one-year blip of things. And obviously, they're not that extreme now. You needed all of that to show guys like Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith the jig but that this is where we were headed this is what the peak of it looks like you needed this to be able to pull off getting two quarterbacks in 2020 and then to go get Kyle McCord and then to go get Quinn Ewers there's just so much to this decision that and then plays out in the regular season that sets up the way they're both both you know the offense runs now but then also the way they're able to recruit quarterbacks and wide receivers
1: yeah, that, that, that's interesting. It, I'll tell you what, I, I sort of had a view on this. And then as I started looking at it to get ready for this podcast, I did sort of change my view because I think you can think it's really important in different ways. Like it's really important for different ways. I would have been between a four and a five. I probably would have picked four in the poll. I think perhaps our texters and maybe some of our listeners are underestimating it. And I, I will tease, this is not a huge tease because we're going to get to it fairly soon. I, th- I think possibly there is a national championship, ch- national championship on the line with this choice. And what's bigger than that? What's bigger than a national championship? I mean, and it's one of those things, again, it's like, well, you want to establish recruiting stuff. You want to be good consistently. I think there is a national championship on the line with this choice. So if that's what you think, how can you not answer five? Maybe I should have answered five. But I'm not a 1,000% sure there was a national championship on the line. I'll, I'll get it. We'll get into the discussion of that. I'll tell you the texters said three overwhelmingly, partly because everybody picks the middle choice. 60% said it was a three. Important, but a bunch of different ways for it to work out. I will say that the higher stakes did win out over the lower stakes. 60% three, 27% combined on four and five, only 12% combined on one and two. Right? So we always talk about everybody picks the middle. It's more than double on the high end that this really mattered. So at least the, the, the edge goes to where we went. But I still think, I think, I think if you view it as a three, like Nathan, like, I think if you view it as a three, you think, well, Ohio State made the playoff with what happened. So in 18, they finished third in the AP poll. They missed the playoff. They were right there. They probably should have made the playoff, but they didn't. And it was because of their bad defense and a weird loss at Purdue, right? And then 19 and 20, they make the playoffs. So it's like they're really, 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 really good. So you think, well, it's only a three because, like, it worked out. But I think that's because you're not thinking to yourself, would they have actually maybe been better if Joe Burrow had stayed? And that's what we're going to get into. But right, I guess that's how people arrive at three.
0: I think the essence of the question is, do you think Joe Burrow becomes Joe Burrow under Ryan Day, or do you think Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow had a special connection with Joe Brady at LSU that led him to reaching like that uber maximum ceiling that he got to? Uh, That, to me, is a huge part of this question, because if you think it's the former, if you think Joe Burrow would have done that under Ryan Day, then you have to think this is like a a program-changing decision. But if you think it's the latter, that maybe Joe Burrow would have been pretty good here, similar to how good Dwayne Haskins was, but didn't reach that, that level that he got to, mm-hmm. then I think that all that, oh, that might've only happened under Joe Brady and the connection that they had and the weapons he had at LSU. Then I think it does probably decrease the impact in your eyes,
2: which is a strong, uh, if you're going to think that way, I mean, that's a strong case to try to make there because he wasn't close in 2018. Well, like, dude, he, I mean, that's a strong case to make. Cause I, the type of jump he made just didn't, it doesn't make any sense. When you really just look at what Joe Burrow was in 2018 and 2019, that makes absolutely no sense to make that type of jump with no like middle ground first. Well, he
1: made a jump because he got a real offensive coordinator.
2: Well, that plus like they had what, like 13 guys get drafted in that NFL draft the next year, along with the Blintley call. I mean, there was a lot that would, yeah, we'll get into this. There was a lot that had to go right for Joe Burrow to turn into that. So I think we'll, we'll answer this question. I, I was going to run through a
1: lot of the like, hey, here's what we were writing in the moment. I don't think I'm going to do that much because I think most of the people listening to this get it. Mm-hmm. So we'll, co- we'll come back and we'll get it to the heart of the matter. Buckeye fly effect. What if the Buckeyes had picked Joe Burrow as their starting quarterback for the 2018 season? We'll do it next on Buckeye Talk. All right, so let's answer this question now. Take them at their peak. So however you want to view it, but them at their best rank in order. We'll let Nathan do it first, because I think I know what Steven's going to say. But maybe I'm wrong. Rank in order. Joe Burrow, Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins as college football quarterbacks at their best. Just like, of course, who's around you matters. Of course, coaching matters. But pretend we're NFL evaluators, right? I mean, who's the best? Who's the best quarterback for generic team X? Rank them one, two, three borough field Haskins.
2: that's what i would say also steven what would you say i'd say that and i hate that i'm saying it but yeah it's it's just because you said bet pe- at their peak it's that level it's that's how you have to rank it because you have to take into account
1: the talent around them but it's not like ohio state doesn't have a great talent i think the number one thing so that, let's let's talk about this i i looked at the four seasons right so it's haskins 18 I didn't look at 20 because we're really talking about 18 and 19 because by after 19 field is still here, but Burrow and Haskins are, are both gone. So we're not talking about fields 20. We're talking about 18 and 19, which is where there's the greatest direct effect. These are the average games in those four years. So the best year is Joe Burrow in 2019. His average game is 27 of 35, hundred seventy eight yards, 76% completions. Next best And I'm not talking about rushing yet. Next best is Dwayne Haskins in 2018. It's 27 of 38 for 345 yards, 70% completion. So same number of completions, 30 fewer yards per game, slightly lower completion percentage, but in the same range. The Burrow 19 season and the Haskins 18 season are very similar. Justin Fields 2019 17 of 25, 234 yards, 67% completion. Joe Burrow 2018, 17 of 29, 223 yards, 58% completion. Roughly speaking, the Joe Burrow 2018 season and the Justin Fields 2019 season are kind of similar, statistically from a passing standpoint. So what's going on here? When we had the quarterback competition in 2018, what are, you, what are you making a face about? What Do what do you, do you disagree that, with one of those? The, yeah, the, I don't, the, I don't agree Joe with Burrow that. The
0: Joe Burrow 2018 season yeah. is comparable yeah. to Justin Fields' 2019 season? Statistically,
2: Justin, it is. Justin threw 41 what? touchdown passes, and Joe had 16 touchdown passes.
0: Um,
2: J- Justin Fields had a
0: 181.4 quarterback rating. Joe Burrow yeah. had a 133.2. And, and that's, that's part, part of, they're not even the same
2: ballpark. It, that's part of my problem. When, you, when we say who had the best peak, it's like Joe, Joe Burrow probably had the best season, but he also had the worst season. If we're going to rank everybody's years. Justin yeah, I agree with
1: that. Justin Fields come through, uh, for, through, had 11 more passing yards per game. And they had the same number of completions per game. So he had a lot more touchdowns. I agree. Yeah, he did have a lot more touchdowns.
0: He also completed. He had a completion percentage. that was 10% higher. He was just so much more efficient like it, it's not even close yeah it, it's it's I not even wh- close
2: yeah
1: but neither of those seasons are close from a passing standpoint to burrow 19 and haskins 18 it's 100 few it's 120 fewer passing yards per game
0: justin fields is as far as his quarterback production is much closer to jiro burrow twenty. 20- Justin Fields 2019 is closer to Joe Burrow 2019 than Joe Burrow 2018
2: I think what it is is the the Dwayne Haskins Joe Burrow seasons are probably one and two and then there's like a gap and then there's what Justin Fields was in 2019 and then there's like another huge gap for what Joe Burrow was in 2014 so
1: I think the, the the main conversation here that I'm trying to get at sort of is about the Joe Burrow 2018 season. And why is the Joe Burrow 2018 season the worst of them, right? And is it because Joe Burrow in 2018 was not that good, or is it because in 2018, LSU's offensive coordinator was terrible and they decided to make a change and they brought in Joe Brady and like Ohio State had Ryan Day running the offense the whole time? Because I think part of what this gets down to is, do we think – Joe Burrow, this is actually the side issue, but do we think that Joe Burrow in the 2018 Ohio state offense could have put up similar numbers to Dwayne Haskins or was he not prepared to be that kind of quarterback yet? Because what we were writing and talking about in the spring of 2018 was Joe is a game manager. Joe like does the right thing. And Dwayne has this great crazy arm. I have all the stories lined up. I'm not going to read them. That's the vibe. I asked Urban Meyer like that question. Like, is that the shorthand for this competition? And he was like, yeah, that's right. And then Dwayne came out and was like a point guard and was like, wasn't throwing it 50 yards down the field the whole time. But I did just watch a five minute clip of Dwayne Haskins 2018 highlight and Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon and Terry McLaurin were four steps behind defensive backs all year. They were wide open all year. And I don't know exactly what was happening at LSU in 2018, but a lot of the throws that Dwayne Haskins made, as much as I did think he had a better arm than Joe Burrow, the way that they used him and the way they played, I think Joe Burrow could have kind of done it. And I I think think the biggest difference is that of the four seasons – LSU 2018 has the worst things around the quarterback in terms of play caller and Mm. other players. And that if we're in love with the Haskins 2018, I think Joe might've come close to it.
0: Yeah. So the question I asked before about the, the Ryan day, Joe Brady thing, I think what I, what I truly believe is that under with Ryan day in 2018, Joe Burrow would have had a better season at Ohio state than he had at LSU. I think that was there for the taking. I don't know that 2019 gets to the heights that he had with Joe Brady, but I think he might have had a better two seasons under Ryan Day than he had two seasons at LSU, if that makes sense.
1: But the thing that we have to take into account, and you guys push back really hard on the idea of me lumping the Justin season with Joe Burrow 2018, Ohio State just chucked it around in 2018. Justin Fields had 111 fewer passing yards per game than Dwayne Haskins did. It was like a different offense in 2019. And Justin was very efficient. And Justin was a run threat and all those things. But part of what exploded, so I think both Dwayne in 2018 and Burrow in 2019, and we may as well act like LSU is a different team because offensively they were, because they're running Joe Brady. Dwayne 2018 and Burrow 2019 both benefit from the style of play. And that's not what Ohio State was doing in 2019. And it's not what LSU was doing in 2018. So that's where I do think there are some similarities. If you want to say strongly, Justin Fields 2019 is a much better player than Joe Burrow 2018. Okay, I I do think you guys make a good point there. But when we look at it statistically, we give Dwayne a lot of credit. And then we talk about, Stephen. you said like the Burrow explosion. It doesn't make any sense. It's a big chunk of it is the opportunities he got because they completely changed their style of play, which has to be factored in, but also complicates a little bit trying to discuss this, right?
2: Yeah. Which is why I'm trying to find some middle ground numbers to like be, make some sense of it. And I think Joe Burrow's statistics, just passing statistics, I'm leaving the rushing out of this, might have just looked similar to what JT Barrett's were in 2017, where it's, three thousand yards, 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions. It's a 65% completion percentage. I think that's the middle ground up because, one, he is a better running threat than Dwayne Haskins is. That's just a known fact. So that probably would have opened up some sink, some things in the run game if your quarterback's a run threat. But it's not – his arm isn't what Dwayne Haskins' arm is. And so you're probably not going to try to use him as a point guard as much, but you can use him a little bit more no, in the but, running game. But you can't. But that's the whole point is
1: when you have a point guard, you don't have to have a great arm. They're, they weren't – I mean, Dwayne – Dwayne threw a lot of balls. Dwayne ripped a yeah. lot of balls over the middle. Dwayne's hitting a lot of like 20 yard throws over the middle in a crowded area. But I had, I, I had this question in my head at the time and I didn't know what the answer was. And I think it's been definitively answered. I was very confused and I, at times was very hard on those Ohio state receivers with JT Baird because I felt like, are they not open? And I'm mostly talking about Terry McLaurin, Johnny Dixon, Paris Campbell, KJ Hill. Are they not open? Why can't they throw it better? Is JT missing them? Are they not winning? Are they not beating coverage? And then in 2018, I I asked the question, I think publicly at the time, are we going to see that Ryan Day kind of made Dwayne Haskins or that Dwayne Haskins made Ryan Day? And I think it has been definitively answered that Ryan Day made Dwayne Haskins with a big assist from a receiver that turned out to be a second-round pick in Paris Campbell and a receiver who turned out to be a third-round pick in Terry McLaurin, who's one of the best young receivers in the NFL. I'm not dismissing Dwayne's season, but I think in retrospect, it is not as special as it felt like in the moment because it was a decision by the coaching staff to take advantage of what they had and actually to just use the strengths of the quarterback – and hide his weaknesses. And the result was that he threw 50 touchdown passes and chucked it all over the yard for 340 yards a game. And it makes us think like, wow, Dwayne Haskins in 2018 was like super special. And I just think Burrow probably could have done like 85% of it because that battle in the spring was close. And they did have different skill sets, but the battle was close. And then when we saw Burrow unleashed, I think the biggest difference between Burrow 18 and Burrow 19 is, of course, he got better. But it also is unleashing him an offense unleashing him and playmakers around him. But if Joe Burrow was unleashed by Ryan Day in 2018 and was chucking it to Paris Campbell and K.J. Hill and Terry McLaurin, I think he would have been pretty good. And that actually, again, is the side point. And in a moment, we will get to my primary point, at least. But Nathan, like, do you you know what I'm saying here? Because I I think it affects sort of how we view these three quarterbacks.
0: I, I do know what you're saying, because and then there's also some other. You can change the quarterbacks, but some of those other factors that led to the season that Dwayne Haskins had would still stay the same. Obviously, the people he's playing with would stay the same. The bad defense would stay the same which affects how Ohio State had to throw the ball deep into those games, how many attempts he had in those games compared to some other Ohio State quarterbacks. The muddled running game would have stayed the same. The other thing, we can talk about the difference between Justin Fields in 2019 and Dwayne Haskins in 2018, but that running game with J.K. Dobbins in 2019 was dynamic. And yes, Justin Fields factored into that, playing off of each other a little bit, but – J.K. Dobbins played at a different level and had an offensive line maybe blocking form at a different level than they had in 2018. So all those other factors would have stayed the same. And that's why I think it is kind of fascinating to if you want to just slide Joe Burrow in there. I, I think you guys are right that I, it would have been something approximating the middle ground because what Joe Burrow did in 2018, when we went back and we're, if we had taken his 2018 season and we're trying to rank him among The returning Big Ten quarterbacks this year, as we did a few uh, weeks ago on this pod, it looks like a very like 57.8 percent completions, 7.6 yards per attempt, 133.2 QBR. That is a very Big Ten quarterback kind of season that he had Mm -hmm. his first year at LSU. It's it's not really anything at all. And what these other three guys were doing in uh, in very different offensive situations was different.
1: I will say I went back, I, it was in September, LSU beat a top 10 Auburn team in 2018. Mm-hmm. They were down, I think, 21 to 10 in, in the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow threw a pass, like a 25-yard pass over the middle between four defenders that a guy caught at midfield and ran the rest of the way for a touchdown to cut into the lead, and then Joe Burrow led a 60-yard drive on the last drive of the game to set up a game winning 42 yard field goal in like his third game at LSU to beat a top 10 team in the sec. And then a lot of it, I looked in 2018. And again, we're doing a lot of comparisons. we got to get to the thing. I really think in 2018, the number of games in which the quarterback threw at least 30 passes in 2018, Dwayne Haskins did it 12 times. Joe Burrow did it six times. The number of games in which the quarterback threw at least 35 passes, Dwayne Haskins did it nine times. Joe Burrow did it twice. They were just playing completely different games. Dwayne Haskins has thrown it 38 times a game. Joe Burrow is having games where he's like 12 of 23, right? It's just, they were just doing completely different things, but also LSU finished 10 and three, number six in the country. Now they got shut out by Alabama. But they played that 74 72 nine overtime game against Texas A&M at the end of the year. They went and won the Fiesta Bowl. Like Joe Burrow got there and they were good right away, right? So he kind of did what they asked him to do. But what Dwayne Haskins and, and Joe Burrow in 2018 were asked to do was completely different. Let's get to my primary point. If Joe Burrow's Ohio State's quarterback in 2019, they win the national championship. For two reasons. One is they have Joe Burrow who is second year Joe Burrow and second year Joe Burrow had arguably the greatest season a college football quarterback has ever had. The second thing is LSU who won the national championship does not have Joe Burrow. (laughs) So now Ohio state goes in the playoff, Oklahoma stinks. It's a three horse race. So you're taking the best player off the best team and putting it on your team. And now you just have to have Joe Burrow with Chase Young and Jeff Okuda and all those guys and J.K. Dobbins beat Clemson. And then, I don't know, somebody else is in there, right? And if you think that, then how could you not pick Burrow? Because Justin Fields is gone and Dwayne Haskins is gone and they didn't win a national championship. So it's easy to say hard to do, but I don't know that that's what I always thought. But I think if you think of it that way, and that is not a shot at Justin Fields, but who was a better quarterback? Who was a college football, better college football quarterback in 2019? Second year starter Joe Burrow or first year starter Justin Fields? And that was their year, Nathan. That's what we said. They had the defense, they had the running back, they had the offensive line, they had everything. They also had an awesome quarterback. Cause Justin Fields was awesome, but they could have had the best quarterback and, and how much you believe, well, how much is Joe Burrow a product of Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, and Joe Brady, or how much would Joe, would Joe Burrow have been that with Ryan day, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I, I don't think it is a stretch to say if they pick Joe Burrow in the spring of 2018, they win the national championship in 2019. And then if that's what you think, then they picked the wrong guy.
0: I mean, this, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I mean, we have other questions that we're answering, right? That we asked our techs yes. to answer. And this was the crux of how I answered one of the questions. Because, and it's the decision, because Justin Fields did not prevent Ohio State from winning a national championship in 2019. In fact, he was, as we've spoken many times, Ohio State isn't anywhere near a national championship if Justin Fields doesn't transfer in. All of that other talent, there's no way that the other available options would have carried them into the playoff. I, just, I don't believe they would have gotten to the playoff or been anywhere in a position like maybe they sneak in as that four that, that number 14. But they're they're not any better probably than Oklahoma in a lot of ways on paper at that point. The defense is better, but the whole team is not. So I, I think you're right. And I had in and, and, and the way that I answered the question, I had not even taken it to that level that you're taking LSU off the board. But what you're getting at is the crux of this question at the end of the day. If you think Ohio State wins a national championship in 2019, then it answers all of these other questions for
2: you. Which is why it's program changing, because I agree with you, Doug. I think they do, because let's take – I'm looking at the college football playoff rankings right now. Take LSU out of there. Ohio State's number one. Clemson's number two. Oklahoma's number three. And then Georgia moves up to number four, because Alabama I don't think gets to to the uh, SEC championship game that year because they lost to Auburn. So I don't even think they get to the SEC championship game, which means Georgia, who did get to the SEC championship game, wins that game. Ellis, I'm taking Ohio State over Georgia that year with Justin Fields. So I'm definitely taking them over Georgia when now they've got the quarterback who indeed did beat them in the conference championship game. And then it comes down to literally, I mean, does Chris Olave break a route off or not in the national championship game? which? I'm going to bank on no. So I agree. It's program changing because 2019 Ohio State went to national championship because they don't have to play Clemson until the national championship game. So do you think people listening to
1: this right now, like this is what they were thinking as this podcast started? Because, and this is not at all intended as a criticism of Justin Fields, but we're just talking about, I mean, it's just, Justin Fields didn't win the Heisman. Justin Fields wasn't the overall number one pick. Uh, just by a lot of measures, Justin Fields is an A or no, Justin Fields is an A plus, but Justin Fields is like an A plus at 98%. And Joe Burrow is an A plus 100%. They're both A pluses. My gosh, you take an A plus every day of the week, but we're, you had the hundred in your building and he left. So I, like Nathan, I don't I don't know that now that we've rounded into this, I don't know that this is like a controversial opinion. I don't know how many people are listening to this right now saying, no, 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 no. If they have Burrow in 2019, they're actually worse. They don't go undefeated. Or if they have Burrow in 2019, because then we're going to talk about what it means for recruiting money means for 2020. And those things, of course, matter. But at the moment, we're talking about the 2019 season. And I just don't know who would disagree with the idea that they'd be better with Joe Burrow.
0: Well, I will say I would, I would say that there's probably someone out there listening that you could make a good argument that. Joe Burrow would have come to Ohio state and in his second year, 2019 would have been really great and put up essentially the same season. Justin Fields did. And that isn't enough to win a national championship. If they, if they get on the same field against Clemson, that that doesn't guarantee them a national championship. Clemson could still beat them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a very reasonable argument to make. That, that they just don't
1: chuck it around the way Burrow chucked it around and that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave aren't quite Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase at that point in their careers and that Joe Burrow doesn't throw 60 touchdown passes because that's not what Ohio State's asking him to do. And so the Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, J.K. Dobbins stuff is the same, but
0: Burrow basically is Fields, and that was a half-step short. Yeah, those those stats you're talking about actually don't really mean anything to me because the reason – Justin Fields didn't throw – didn't fall short of throwing 60 touchdown passes in 2019 or 50, even in the the Haskins did in 2018, because of some shortcoming, the team was better when he wasn't having to throw that many, like when the offense was more balanced and more dynamic on both sides. So I don't think those, those counting stats have anything to do with anything. It's more just about the quarterback performance overall. And I think you could come out and reasonably say Joe Burrow would have, he wouldn't have done what he did under Joe Brady. There were special circumstances there that you can't always replicate somewhere else when you're changing the schedule, et cetera, but he would have had, still had a great season very much like Justin Fields had a great season. And you get on the same field as Clemson, who was also a great team with a really good quarterback. And it maybe comes down to last play again. I could see somebody saying that you would have swapped that out, but it doesn't necessarily change that outcome. I think that's a reasonable argument to make. I don't think I would argue it, but that's, I, I could see where someone's coming from there. Uh, a lot of people kind of on the idea
1: that – and here's the thing, too, on the idea that, ha- that Burrow would have had a same se- the same kind of season as Haskins in 2018 and just would have left. And then if, th- if that's what you think, then it doesn't matter because then Ryan Day is out beating the bushes for Justin Fields the same way he was anyway because he's like, hey, our quarterback's leaving, and I don't trust Tate Martell and Matthew Baldwin. I need a quarterback. Hey, now – but actually, before I get to Texters, this I think is real, though, Stephen. Dwayne Haskins and his relationship with Quincy Avery helped facilitate the arrival of Justin Fields at Ohio state. So I'm not saying that like Quincy Avery is like vengeful or whatever, but like he's Dwayne's private quarterback guy. If Ohio state had been like, Hey, Quincy, the guy that you tutor, not him. He's got to transfer to Maryland. We're taking this other dude. Hey, Hey, Another dude that we took over, your guy, he's leaving. How about, do you have another guy for us? And Quincy would be like, hey, man, I had a guy for you before and you didn't want him. So, and now, now, and then CJ Stroud is with Quincy. Go there. Yeah. So listen, Ohio State is, this is not, I mean, it is not the Dwayne Haskins to Justin Fields to CJ Stroud path is not coincidental. Now, listen, I mean, it's just like Quincy Avery, who is an excellent private quarterback coach, trusts Ryan Day. It doesn't mean he's handing Ryan Day quarterbacks. It doesn't mean Quincy Avery is in charge of the recruitment of these quarterbacks, but he has faith in Ryan Day, and guess what? When he's working with these guys all the time, that matters. So how does that factor into this? And then would that lead you, and, and Stephen, back to the idea of like, listen, to get on, like, the Quincy Avery quarterback train, picking Dwayne Haskins was a good choice.
2: Obviously, that's not why they made the decision, but it wouldn't have been a bad way to make the decision, obviously, because uh, you're, you're right. He's not handing him quarterbacks, but that's who was with C.J. Stroud when he came on his official visit, and he's walking around on the field before the game. It's, it's Quincy Avery showing C.J. Stroud ar- around along with the recruiting staff and whatnot. That, that's who I saw with him. That's not I didn't make that up. That happened. I'm not going to say that if they would have put Joe Burrow, that Quincy Avery would have been upset and steered Justin Fields in the wrong direction, but that in the wrong, in the up in a different direction. But I think that relationship helped because it's not just Justin from the outside looking in and going, oh, they just had a quarterback throw 50 touchdown passes. There's a guy who's his friend and they've worked out with who can tell them. Yes, I threw 50 touchdown passes. This is why I threw 50 touchdown passes. This is why Ryan Day is a good quarterbacks coach instead of just me being a one-off. I, it's it's more information that you can get than other than just. I uh, maybe Lincoln Ryan. I don't know what Jalen Hurts relationship with like was. With, with Lincoln Riley before he got to Oklahoma, but that just seemed like opportunity meets, you know, your know, chance to, you know, get on the field, whatnot, be a Heisman Trophy candidate, whatnot. This seemed a little bit more personal because of that relationship with Dwayne and Dwayne showing Justin around when he first gets up here and whatnot. It's just more info than maybe you get with most transfer quarterbacks.
0: Here's the other branch f- of this, and it's probably not completely fair to Dwayne Haskins, but Doug, you mentioned it before that I think history has shown that they. Day's influence on Haskins was greater than Haskins influence on day or however, however it was you said that. So if you imagine like this is a like Ohio state quarterbacks brochure that they're handing out in recruiting, I think it's a very different brochure if they make the opposite decision because the one that they made now, Brian Day kind of makes Dwayne Haskins into a first round draft pick and Joe Burrow goes on and has a season he has by himself. So you get now the Ohio state brochure kind of gets to include both of those things. But if, Joe Burrow stays and Dwayne Haskins goes to Maryland. I don't think he ends up as a first round draft pick. So you still get to have some version of the Joe Burrow in your brochure. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is in there in nearly as prominent a way. And, and so that that's another way that the pro it, it goes into why I ended up voting a four, not going all the way to a five. But I feel like the, the part of the dominoes that fell here were how many quarterbacks Ryan day can say he had a hand in developing. And I think it's more, in a weird way because he let Joe Burrow go somewhere else and finish that, that development.
2: And you can't confidently say right now that Joe Burrow would have been a Heisman trophy can, can, uh, final, can, candidate in 2018. I'm pretty sure we all think that he would have been that in 2019, the way we're talking about it. So it's also that aspect of now in the recruiting aspect, we have back-to-back Heisman trophy finalists here. That's how Ryan Day has started
1: all things. See, but I, I think I might disagree with that because the, like Joe's a year older, than Dwayne and the idea that like Joe would not have been ready. I don't know. It's a very weird thing because it's like Dwayne can't run. Joe can run. Justin can run. So the result is the only year that Ohio state chucked it around like maniacs was the year the quarterback couldn't run. And it was like Dwayne's lack of a skill actually helped him because Mm -hmm. it forced Ohio to play a certain way, which jacked up his stats and got him to New York and it helped make him a first round pick but Joe would have been more of the JT Barrett or Justin Fields kind of run threat because that remains that outlier. As we talked about on the Heisman uh, trophy podcast, several podcasts ago, that 2018 season remains a pretty big outlier that as much as like, Hey, Ryan likes to throw it. They have been a team the last couple of years that has run it more than they throw it. That is still what they want to do. There was a weird set of circumstances, but the number one circumstance was they can't run zone read with the quarterback. Cause he can't do it and he's not a run threat. So it's like, oh, well, it's like, if you said like, it's like, Hey mom and dad, I don't like vegetables. And they were like, man, you don't like vegetables. Well, I guess you have to have ice cream as your side dish all the time then. Cause you don't like vegetables. And it's like, I can't do a thing. And it works out for me. And it does. It makes the evaluation weird Stephen, because on my instinct to say, well, if Dwayne could do it, Joe could do it in 2018, but yet I don't think it would have been exactly the same and would have been exactly 50 touchdown passes and would have been exactly, you know, 340
2: passing yards per game. Which is why. Yeah, this is it's, are though they would have used Joe differently, I think. It, we I think that's what we're coming around to And this. It would have been a little bit more balanced. So because of that, would Joe's numbers in the middle ground situation been good enough to be a Heisman trophy final candidate? Right. While uh, with Dwayne, it's no, you couldn't do this other thing, but you're so good at this other thing, and we and we abused it almost. We almost we 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 forced you to be a Heisman Trophy candidate because we didn't want you to do anything else but sit back there and throw it to Terry McLaurin, Paris Campbell, and John Dixon, and they take seven yard passes and turn it into sixty yard games. And I, again, the intention we're
1: talking about three guys, we're talking about guys who were the number one, number eleven, and number fifteen picks in the draft. It's nuts, right? We're splitting hairs here, but also in twenty eighteen, Dwayne missed a couple couple throws against Purdue early, yeah. missed a couple throws in the end zone that kind of set the tone. For missed opportunities in that game, Penn State in 2018 they couldn't do anything offensively until they figured out in the fourth quarter to throw some screens. If you got a quarterback with a little more of a run game, maybe you win that game more handily, right? Like Dwayne did a million things right, but they also, I mean, they didn't make the playoff. You know, maybe they make the playoff with Joe in 2018. I, like I don't know, and we can There's a we can go too far with this because we don't know. But I guess my main thing in the end is, I think. I think I feel moderately strongly that Joe Burrow in 2019 would have been a little better than Justin at Ohio State. And I think in 2018, Joe would have been maybe kind of close to as effective as Dwayne was. And and maybe people disagree with that, but I think that's where I am on that, which I might lead myself to maybe they should have
0: picked Joe. But that's the question I was about to ask, and you might be the only one who could answer this of the three of us, but do you allow yourself to imagine Joe Burrow on that 2018 team putting up – and again, the numbers to me don't matter. It's more about effectiveness as a quarterback. In retrospect, would it have made that offense better to have him as the quarterback? And if so, is that a playoff team? And if so, do they make noise in the playoffs?
1: The defense was so bad that yeah. like that still is the constant, like the defense wasn't good enough. And so I don't think like, I think they're more like an Oklahoma playoff team. that they would have made it that like, I I think they, I mean, they, they had a really strong case to make it that year. Like, okay. They had a bad game against Purdue. I get it. But, and that was it. They won the big 10. They had one loss. They didn't make it. And you know, the playoff podcast is like champions of a major conference should make the playoff. If the playoff is working. So but I don't think they were good enough defensively. So I think maybe Joe, right? The best of Joe. But then maybe Joe loses a different game, right? But like the best of Joe, I think gets him in. Still don't think they're a national title contender in 2018 in the same way, just because of Bill David,
2: Greg Shiano, and that defense. It's the fact that they still give up 50 points. to to maryland two weeks after the purdue loss and they don't look great against nebraska i think that was my first game it's 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 all these other factors involved where they probably still they finished sixth that year in the college football playoff rankings they probably still finished there because of that so let's do this
1: so we have talked about what 2018 and 2019 would have looked like we're going to come back we're going to do a couple quick comments from some texters and then we're going to talk about what would have happened to the recruiting of quarterbacks at Ohio State and what 2020, 2021, and beyond would have looked like if they would have picked Joe Burrow. This is Buckeye Fly Effect. It's our special little kind of weird podcast here at Buckeye Talk. All right, Doug Maurice back with Nathan Baird and Stephen Means. If you want to be able to comment and vote on this kind of stuff, you, of course, can join our tech subscription, 614 three five oh three three one five call from fort laramie i believe things would have been identical burrow would have had similar stats to haskins in 2018 and left for the draft this decision had no effect on ohio state as the 2018 defense wasn't good enough that's not what we kind of decided but like i buy that nathan like i think that is a very reasonable way to look at this
0: yeah i mean again i think if you think it doesn't affect anything for 2018. And if you think that it wasn't the quarterback that made the difference for 2019, I, 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 I understand where they're coming from. Yeah.
1: From uh and the six one four. I have seen some people say Ohio state picked the wrong guy and that they would have won it all in 2019 with Joe Burrow. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's very possible. Joe Burrow puts up similar numbers to Haskins and then leaves for the NFL leaving either Haskins for 2019 or Haskins transfers like Burrow, and we're in the same place and get Fields. That's another one that says that. This is a person now, Brian and Indy from the 317 gets at the nut of what we're going to talk about now. How important is getting Justin Fields to the next level of Ohio State quarterback recruiting? Great question. I have one thought about it. Picking Haskins enables Ohio State to recruit Justin Fields in the portal. Getting Fields is a program-defining moment that enables Day to showcase what's possible on the Ohio State offense and will be the springboard to Ohio State being considered quarterback you. It also reinforces Day being considered a quarterback expert and why quarterbacks like stroud McCord, and Ewers are here or will be here. Ewers could be an all-time great barring injury. The key was getting Fields to Ohio State. And without choosing Haskins, Fields never comes to Ohio State. Like, that, I don't know if I agree with that. That you have to have Justin Fields to get the next guys you got, but it's a great point. Like, I, I, I you can absolutely make the case, and we'll talk about that in a second because I, I really think it's smart. From the 3 3 0, the more I thought about it, the more I agree that the Ohio State coaches made the right decision with Dwayne Haskins. Haskins was better than Burrow in that moment, and was anyone really expecting Burrow to have the senior season he had? Out of the past three seasons, we had two Heisman finalists with Haskins and Fields. We may not have won the championship, but the coaches made the right decision playing Haskins over Burrow in 2018 simply because Haskins was better. Um, Let's see. From the 5-1-3, I don't think there would have been that much difference. In 2018, our defense would still have been porous and just not good enough. In 2019, Fields was the right quarterback. As a Bengals fans, I expect greatness from Joe Burrow. I think he's exceptional, but I think Justin Fields is exceptional also. So we weren't diminished because we had Fields instead of Burrow. In 2018, it wouldn't have mattered. Haskins was better than Burrow in 2018, and our defense couldn't stop Cupcake U. So as much as I love Burrow, I think Ohio State didn't miss him. This is where most of the people are. From the 4-4-0, I can just imagine Joe Burrow having his 2019 season at Ohio State with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson being in place of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So that's someone saying that he can envision Burrow being that good at Ohio state from the five one eight Joe being from rural Ohio would have made it a great story for 2019 and Ohio state probably wins the national championship. If he stays LSU would not have been as good and Ohio state would have been better, but then there's no Justin Fields and who knows what happens in recruiting. A uh, lot of good ones here. Uh, everybody. I mean, those are kind of the two things Um, I was always a huge Burrow fan. This is Dave in Bristol. I was always a huge Burrow fan from the time I saw him throw a touchdown to himself in high school. I was a little disappointed he didn't win the job here. That being said, I think it worked out for the best for both parties going with Dwayne. Joe went on to have the career he had at LSU, and Dwayne smashed all kinds of our school passing records. The reason I think it may have been better, though, is because if Joe was here, I think Urban would have wanted a more JT Barrett style of quarterback run offense having Dwayne almost forced urban to allow day to install a more pro style offense. And it eventually brought fields to us and the quarterback dominoes have fallen the way they have. We still would have been very good, but I don't think the quarterback wide receiver recruiting and the offense takes the steps they've taken without history playing out the way it has Dave and Bristol, Steven, are you agreeing with that? That it is the idea that Dwayne's, Lack of running ability forced Urban down a path that Ryan Day was comfortable going down. And that was the start of everything. But that Dwayne, it was Dwayne forcing Ohio State that way that started it all.
2: Yeah, it, it almost a little bit forced the Urban to get out the way a little bit with, the, with uh, the way the quarterback play was run here because it, and it had Urban ripping his hair out that Dwayne Haskins couldn't run to save his life and was not at all a factor in how it would have impacted everything else. But because this was not necessarily Urban's, you know, I guess like area of expertise. He had to let the guy he brought in to improve the passing game improve the passing game, because you couldn't rely on it's third and two, you know, QB power or QB zone read with JT Barrett anymore, the way they would have with Joe Burrow, because you could.
1: From the 405, the answer to the whole Burrow Haskins debate is unknowable. FYI, Ohio state still has the same defense in 2018. LSU has a generational offense in 2019 and Joe Brady has a lot to do with it. Uh, I like this topic, Nathan. I hope nobody's offended. Are we offending anybody? Like uh, Justin Fields saved Ohio state's bacon. Justin Fields. I, I think we already talked about this in a podcast. I think you could argue Justin Fields is one of the five most important players in Ohio state history. You know, that like it, he is a, he signifies a changing of the guard and that it's not just Haskins because then, Fields proves that Haskins isn't a one-off, right? And it's the beginning of something. And he he makes it, he takes what Dwayne did and makes it even better and builds on it. And that is so important. Justin Fields is an unbelievable Buckeye who left a mark here. But I still stand by the thing I said that I think they would have won a national championship with Joe Burrow in 2019. And at some point, right, we talk about this a lot. They're awesome. Ohio State football is in great shape. But you got to take the title when you can get it, man. And man, when I got Chase, right, when I got Chase and Okuda and Malik Harrison and David Arnett and Jordan Fuller, it's like, give me that Heisman winning quarterback, too, and I'll take my chances.
0: And you made the great point early on. And again, I had not even thought of this at the time, but you're taking the monster out of the equation. The 2019 LSU monster never happens if Joe Burrow is still here at Ohio State. Like, it just doesn't happen because I don't think, I mean, unless I guess Dwayne Askins goes to LSU and has some kind of a monster season, but I, I don't think that's the necessarily likely destination for him. And I, I think we've also maybe seen that that wouldn't have turned out that way anyway. I, I don't know. Um, I, 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 th- I don't think anyone should be offended by this because for two reasons, number one, this is part of what sports is. I mean, there's the championships you went on the field, but that's what the other half of it is these discussions. It doesn't just keep us employed. I mean, this is what fans would be doing anyway. Fans are going to have this discussion now and you can come back again in 10 years and have another very interesting version of this discussion. But I also think that it's relevant right now in Ohio state history because they're about to make another huge quarterback decision and we're going to someday be able to do a bucker fly effect about what happens if Ohio State makes a different decision going into the 2021 season because whoever doesn't win this job maybe not immediately but somebody's leaving it's gonna there's gonna be repercussions to this decision. And you've got another one coming in next spring to start this conversation all over again. So people better buckle up because these sort of quarterback discussions and second guessing and third guessing and first guessing, it's going to keep happening now in Ohio state history for the next, I don't know, two, three years.
2: Well, I do agree with you, Doug, that he probably does end up at Maryland, but I, 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 to make the assumption that Dwayne would just go to Maryland because it's where he was committed to out of high school at first. Loxley wasn't there yet and that was his relationship with Maryland even if it is his yep. hometown school so I'm not ruling out that Dwayne Haskins just ends up at LSU and well, he does I, the I exact think, and, yeah. actually, and, and tries the- I mean Tate Martell got a waiver after, after already being in a school for a while so I'm not going to rule out instead of Joe Burrow it's Dwayne Haskins he's at LSU and he just gets a waiver and he's their starting quarterback for two years
0: the trickier thing is going as an undergrad within the conference still at that time they've changed that rule now that we have the first time transfer rule is open, but it, would, it that's the thing that would have made it even more difficult for Dwayne Haskins is transferring within the conference.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, well, listen, Dwayne would have been a hot property, man. I mean, we saw right. what Dwayne did against Michigan. Everybody would have wanted Dwayne. So it's like Joe Burrow had no relationship with LSU before he went there. So we don't want to just make Dwayne go to Maryland. Dwayne could have gone wherever he wanted. Everybody in the country would have wanted Dwayne. Dwayne might've gone to Bama. I don't know. Like Dwayne, who knows? So I, I don't want to sell Dwayne short. Um, All right, we're going to get to our text answers and then the recruiting thing. But I do want to just give a shout out to somebody who, like, doesn't want us talking about this. And I understand this, too, from the 409. I'm not a huge fan of this discussion for a few reasons. One, Dwayne had a really good season and covered up for not so good defense. That is true. Number two, Burroughs' season was magical in 19 and likely won't be replicated. Maybe not even by him. That is true. Number three, no Justin Fields and nothing against Burrow or the season he had 19, but that was more flash in the pan in my eyes than consistent play. Maybe that's too Homer of me that he thought Burrow was kind of a, you know, again, he wasn't great in 18. It was awesome in 19. And he thinks it's a flash in the pan. Number four, lastly, this sort of opens the door for doubting the prowess of day as an evaluator. And quite honestly makes me dread the decision of this year's quarterback. <laughs> Obviously fair. no one is perfect nor would anyone expect him to be. However, this could allow for negative recruiting opportunities and slow the quality of quarterbacks coming into the program if he botches this one along with Burrow. So here's, I think that is a very understandable thing for a fan to think. Here's what I want to make sure we're not saying here. Picking Dwayne Haskins wasn't wrong. They didn't botch it. The point is, and, and I think this is what they're hoping here. You can't get it wrong. You're Ohio State. You have talent everywhere. You had two guys in 2018 who were both capable of being awesome. They have three guys in 2020, 2021 that they think are all capable of being awesome. You've got to pick one. The way it worked out again, it's like a 98. I'm just saying, I think maybe they could have gotten hundred, but it's not the idea of like Ohio state screwed this up. It's just the idea that it would have, mattered like Stephen. i don't again i don't want anyone to think that we think oh man i can't believe they did this they blew a national championship man they're awesome they're a great program Dwayne had a great year and it absolutely led to justin so it's just i think did they 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 made the
2: right decision could they
1: possibly have made a slightly even more right
2: decision it's just with ohio state it's never right or wrong it's always you know you make a decision. Could you have one that's better? Even as you, I think the way you put it, you got a 98 on the test. You could have got 100. Either one of them is an A, though. So it's that it's never a right or wrong with Ohio State, because as we've said time and time again, this is a school where you lose a guy who's a first round draft pick. And then the next guy who replaces him is a top five draft pick. Did picking Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow seem like the
1: right decision at the time? That's the first question of the four we asked the texters. 92% said yes. And I I don't think anybody, listen, it felt like, so that was when Landis was still here. uh, And it was me and Landis and Tim Bielik covering that in the spring of 2018. And it was almost like I was the Dwayne Haskins beat writer and Landis was the Joe Burrow beat writer. And I do, Joe Burrow was like, I mean, Bill Landis was pretty in on Joe Burrow in a way that I was like, eh, So like after the spring game, like I talked to Dwayne and talked to Joe Burrow, there was like a mob around Joe Burrow. I never went in there. I wrote after the spring game that Dwayne Haskins made this like 59 yard touchdown throw to Jalen Harris. And I was like, that's it. It's over. That's the throw that won it. I don't like you can't not pick the guy who can make that throw. And it was like, uh, Joe Burrow, he's pretty good. Joe Burrow had better numbers in the game. Joe Burrow had like 220 passing yards. Dwayne was like nine of 19, but like he made like one play that was like, I don't see many dudes making throws like that. And it felt like to me, he didn't have a choice. Dwayne's top level at that point seemed higher. And you had to grab that. So like the idea of like, this is, this is definitely not hindsight saying in the moment they made the wrong choice. Cause I absolutely thought it had to be Dwayne. As good as Joe was, I never thought Joe would be this good. I did. I didn't think there even was a choice. It was like, Dwayne was ahead going in. That's what we all wrote. That's what we all thought. Kind of like CJ. He was ahead going in and then he just kept it. And Joe was good. It was kind of, the spring game was a little bit like McCord, like Joe, as like the guy trying to catch up was good, just like Kyle McCord was good. But it's
2: like, but man, the other guy's already ahead. But what's weird is I think McCord had the Dwayne Haskins moment in that game. And CJ stat line was more like Joe Burroughs where CJ's was just it's consistent. True. It was really good. Kyle McCord's second throw was a 40 yard bomb to Garrett Wilson that looked awesome. It's a good point. I mean,
1: I, I do think sometimes there is still is the possibility sometimes arm talent is just like, man, how can you not pick that arm talent? And I know that's an NFL evaluator word. It's not a real word, but if a guy has a great arm, it's like, well, that's kind of the main thing. And we feel like we can teach him everything else and whatever, like that. I I understand like the best arm winning the best thrower winning. That's what happened in 2018. And Steven, if you're making the point, maybe Mikhail McCord's the best thrower, which is my, maybe this
2: thing isn't over. Right. That I think, I think you have to keep that in mind. I was wrong. It was not 40 yards. It was 55 yards okay. but to the point of, yeah, I think, I mean, Kyle McCall was a five-star quarterback for a reason. As it turned out was picking Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow, the right
1: decision for the short term, meaning the 2018 season. So we've kind of been debating that 81% said it was the right choice for the short term, sort of not believing again, based on, you know, Burrow was had half had 16 touchdown passes in 2018. Dwayne had 50 Nathan that's a we argued about a little bit but that's a reasonable vote to me that like 81% like what you you really think Joe was going to be better than Dwayne Dwayne the way Dwayne ripped it in 18 that vote makes sense to me Nathan
0: yeah but this was of the questions this is the hardest one for me to answer in some ways because as I said before Dwayne Haskins putting up those counting stats did not necessarily mean the offense was better
1: true because part of Part of the deal was that they were trying to run RPOs because they couldn't run the zone read because the quarterback Mm -hmm. wasn't a run threat and all the stuff. You know, J.K. was in his own head. Mike Weber wasn't was just kind of a good running back, not a great running back. But the style of play affected that. And the run game with Joe as the quarterback run threat would have been better because of what they were used to. The line would have been used to it. J.K. would have been better with a quarterback who was more like J.T., That's not coincidental that J.K. was awesome with J.T. Barrett and awesome with Justin Fields, who were true run to run threats. And he wasn't great with Dwayne Haskins. So you're right, Nate.
0: And like you said, like, okay, so and like I said, all those other factors were going to be the same. So if you if you think that the running game is still going to be a a muddled problem, then maybe it is better to have the Dwayne Haskins in there, throwing it around in a way that you think Joe Burrow can't. But at the same time, with the bad defense, for example, and you need to go out and win a game the way Dwayne Haskins did against Maryland with throwing the ball around, well, um, as you said, Joe Burrow did that late in the season with that game against Texas A&M. He proved he could go win that kind of game too. So I I don't know. I mean, right right, decision for the short term, I I think it might have come out pretty similar.
2: Can I add in the caveat, uh, since we're talking about the run game and how much that mattered so much, J.K. just wasn't good either. Outside of yes, he didn't have the, the run threat at quarterback, so they couldn't run zone reach stuff. But he also just wasn't good. He was dancing. He was Trey Sermon at the beginning of last, of the 2020 season, where he's dancing around in holes. He's indecisive. He's trying to go for home runs instead of just you know being a quality running back. So that matters too. So you just. Yes, Dwayne, could, it's, it's almost like it's perfect because Dwayne can't run, but also J.K. sucks. So let's really go all in on the passing game here because we have no choice but to. While in 2019 and 2017, J.K. was running like a maniac. I,
1: I mean, I think like at least like 20 or 30 or maybe even 40 or 50 percent of J.K.'s, quote, sucking was because of the style of play predicated mm-hmm. by the quarterback. But it wasn't all of it. And J.K. has covered that a million times. He was in his own head. He was trying for home runs, as you said, Stephen. He admits that. He just – he let it rip as a freshman. He got in his own head as a sophomore, and he let it rip as a junior. And so part of that was going to be there, even if Burrow had been the quarterback, I think he still would have dealt with that. All right, long-term, which is what we're getting into because there's a recruiting implication. As it turned out, was picking Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow, the right decision for the long-term, meaning 2019 and beyond – this factors in getting Justin Fields and the rest of the quarterback recruits, which could have been changed by picking Burrow. 83% said picking Haskins over Burrow was the right thing. Long-term because of everything we just talked about. Steven, are you strong on that? That like, because even if we're, if you, if you want to debate 18, 19, fine. But when we're talking about right now, You just had Justin Fields here for two years, and now you have a stacked quarterback room that is only getting better. Don't mess with success. The way it went down is the right
2: way because because of C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord, and Quinn Ewers. Yeah, I think the most important thing we're talking about here is 2018 needed to happen. That, that the louds, the countings, all of it needed to happen because you needed to get that guy out of here. That guy needed to be so good that he felt like he was good. He was a first rounder after one season because then it gets you to Justin Fields, which validates all that stuff, which gets you two guys in 2020, which I already went over that. But more importantly, uh, I, if, if Joe Burrow is here and he's here for two years, who's your starting quarterback in 2020? Because I don't I mean, the portal, the guys in the portal this past year weren't. Awesome. Like there was no Justin Fields in the portal before the 2020 season. And I'm looking at Ohio State's offer list for the 2019 class, who would have been a true freshman in, in 2019, sitting behind Joe Burrow for a year and then taking over as a sophomore. They offered Ryan Halinsky, Graham Mertz, Dwan Mathis, who ultimately flipped to Georgia and has since transferred somewhere else, uh, Bo Nix, Jaden, De- Sam Howell's like your best opportunity. And I don't know. I wasn't around then, so I don't know how heavy they were in some of these recruitments, but none of these names just jump off the board of, in 2020, this team is going to be okay.
1: Okay, I was around, and I made up fake quarterback rooms for 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Hey-oh! So, Dwan Mathis was in the class. He was their quarterback in the mm-hmm. 2019, and he got scared off when it became clear that Justin Fields was coming here. He flipped to Georgia because Justin Fields He flipped before signing day in December because everybody already knew that Justin Fields was coming here. So if Justin Fields is not coming so that they wind up with that goofy quarterback room in 2019 as a result, because they don't have a recruit in 2019, they have Justin Fields. They have Chris Chuganoff who was already here as a transfer and they go out and get Gunnar Hoke as a transfer. And we all know what the quarterback room was like in 2019. If they pick Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is the quarterback in 18 and for this discussion, assuming he stays for 2019, Dwan Mathis stays in the class. Then it's just normal recruiting. So then their quarterback room in 2019 is Joe Burrow, Dwan Mathis, as their freshman recruit, who was not the world's hugest recruit and has not turned out to be a great college player. He also had some, I think, some physical health, issues, he, had, he health had health issues
2: health issue in his head his freshman year. So Yeah. yeah.
1: And then Chug. So that's your quarterback room in 2019. So you have Dwan Mathis and Chug backing up Burrow, just like they barely had guys backing up anybody in 2019. So now Joe Burrow leaves after 2019. You have Dwan Mathis, right? Uh, Dwan Mathis isn't scared anybody off. He's your quarterback in 2019. So I think you get Stroud and Miller in 2020. I, I don't know why you wouldn't get them unless you say, well, the quarterback level of play wasn't good enough to interest them. And then you're saying Ryan Day's success is tied to having Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields, and they wouldn't have been as successful with Joe Burrow, and therefore they wouldn't have been able to recruit. But if you think Ryan Day would have had successful quarterbacks and would have been able to recruit, I think you wind up with a quarterback room in 2020 that is second year Dwan Mathis, first year CJ Stroud, first year Jim Miller, and that's not good enough. So I think their quarterback in 2020 is Peyton Ramsey or Jamie Newman. Yeah. I think they would have wound up with a one-year plugger as a grad transfer in 2020. And then I think it's possible, because, listen, the Ryan Day-Kyle McCord thing, that's like going back. Ryan Day's been recruiting Philly. That's established. McCord comes anyway, so you have a plugger in 2020. And I think your room net, like the 2021 room, Mathis is like, hey, they plugged a grad transfer over me. He probably leaves. And I think we might be in the exact same spot right now. That the, okay, well, Peyton Ramsey was pretty good last year. They don't get to the national championship game. But if you think they're coming off a national championship in 2019, you're okay with them not getting to the national championship game in 2020. And I think you could be exactly where you are. And the result is instead of Haskins Fields Fields, You go Burrow, Burrow, plugger. And now 2021, we're at the same thing unless you think they never would have gotten Kyle McCord. They never would have gotten C.J. Stroud. I think they would have gotten Jack Miller. That's a guy Ryan Day went and found him. He wound up in the 300s. They never would have gotten Quinn Ewers, Stroud, and McCord without Fields and Haskins. Burrow doing whatever he did wouldn't have been enough. That's now the debate, which we've covered a little bit. But I also think, Stephen, if you believe in Ryan Day and his ability to develop Joe Burrow and maximize Joe Burrow and then just be Ryan Day, it's not like Ryan Day, just because Joe Burrow could run a little bit, it's not like Ryan Day was going to stick with the Urban Meyer style of quarterback play. And listen, and the other thing, a couple of people brought up Tate Martell. Tate Martell, once Ryan Day was in charge, was never going to be the starting quarterback here. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Baldwin was a whiff by them. So it's not a tape discussion. I think it is a plugger grad transfer discussion for 2020, which would have been weird, but Georgia did it. Georgia tried to do it for a year and then Jamie Newman opted out. And so maybe Jamie Newman would have, they got Jamie Newman. He opts out. They wind up playing CJ Stroud as a true freshman and they're not that good last year. But if you have a national championship in your back pocket, you might be okay with that. Steven, do you think it's at least possible that they could have landed McCord, Stroud, Miller and Ewers if Joe Burrow had been the quarterback for two years?
2: I don't think they get all three, um, which I don't know if that matters. It just takes one person out of the equation for the quarterback battle. But I think they still get Jack because Jack committed before the 2018 season even happened. That was Ryan, like really Ryan Day's first, you know, real guy from start to finish as a quarterback's coach here. So I think he still comes regardless I think what, and maybe I'm putting just too much on the numbers and the counting stats, but I think those stats matter when you're talking about 16 and 17 year olds and it's one, yeah, you can believe in a guy all you want, but to actually see it play out, even if you know, that's the extreme version, that's probably not going to be what it is on a consistent basis. Sometimes you got to see things play out and, I, I I just remember that mattered to Kyle McCord, seeing that actually play out, seeing Dwayne Haskins whip it all over the place and seeing the idea of it and then seeing Justin Fields validate that even though he was already committed. The same thing for CJ Stroud, seeing it with Dwayne and then seeing it validated with Justin Fields, that stuff matters to them. And so if Joe Burrow's one year of that and then like it gets weird after that and it kind of you know falls off georgia's quarterback recruiting hasn't really is just now getting back to normal And that's a different set of circumstances. But since you brought that up, it it got weird and it got weirder. It took a while for it to get back onto track. And they still had to go find another five-star quarterback in JT Daniels to do that. So I just don't, I don't think there's a world where you get all three. You still get Jack for sure. And I'm not really sure between Kyle McCord and CJ Stroud, which one you get. You might get CJ just because of how that development went. And he's still so in awe that he even got an Ohio State offer. But Kyle McCord's a five-star and could have gone anywhere in the world but
0: we talked about this on BFFs a couple of weeks ago
2: and i don't think i don't think Justin
0: Fields validated what Dwayne Haskins did like 2018 is just a completely singular season in ohio state football history like justin what justin fields did statistically and what that offense operated as is not doesn't what it's doing right now i don't think really is that reminiscent of 2018 like the way they had to approach offense that year was very different so i think it's i think you can make the argument that maybe because relationship-wise, Haskins led to Fields, led to Stroud. Maybe they don't end up with Stroud. I could see that. But I I don't know that the room is drastically different right now. I think you'd be choosing between either Comichord or Jack Miller this fall instead of three people.
1: CJ or Justin Fields was 22nd in the nation in passing yards per game last year. Like, he is Mm -hmm. not... Justin Fields did not put up, like, bonkers passing numbers. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been capable of but it's not what they asked him to do. They still are a team that likes to run it. Justin Fields, as a run threat, factored in a little bit. Um, I do think the point we've made about Quincy Avery might not lead to Stroud, but I think it's very possible that you might be on like, you'd be sitting here with Jack Miller, Kyle McCord, and Quinn Ewers. I, th- I think that's possible. It just depends. It really depends. And I do think it's like, well, it- it's hard because it's like, okay, Dwayne Haskins, had a bonkers stats year because he was Dwayne Haskins, but Joe Burrow had a bonkers stats year because of Joe Brady. But Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow couldn't have had a bonkers stats year at Ohio state. Right. It's like, what's the, why, why, if, why couldn't maybe not an 18, but why couldn't Joe Burrow have thrown for 320 yards a game and 50 touchdowns in 2019, like at Ohio state, I I think he could have. And if he did, then I think they would have gotten a similar amount of run with recruits. I think the main thing continues to be the Quincy Avery relationship, which I do think CJ Stroud being a late dude that everybody went after late. Right. And he goes across the country late in the process. If there's not a little, little bit of a personal relationship there, I think he might've wound up at USC, Steven. Right. I think that that might be the guy you lose if you go with burrow over fields.
2: Or at least that, a big 12 school probably he probably doesn't come this far east i'll say this though with the who is in 2019 who is who are joe burrows jamar chase and justin jefferson on that because garrett's a true freshman at that point and it's a it's a rotation they're not necessarily doing things the same way and chris is not junior year chris olave yet chris is pretty good he's pretty pretty good good. but who is okay so if he's the the justin jefferson we say that now we love to use justin jefferson jamar chase as we're having conversations about them because of what they are right now in two or in three years deep into the program, Jamar needed a year to get to where he was. He was not very good as a true freshman, and Justin Jefferson was just okay. So, who are those first round NFL wide receivers who are bona fide ready to be that right now in 2019 in that Ohio State wide uh, it, receiver? It's a game? reasonable
1: point. I mean, I don't know that we, we couldn't argue that, that Garrett and Olave that
2: year were as good as Justin Jefferson
1: and Jamar Chase that year. I, I, I don't think we could argue that. So, I mean, a lot of coalesced around Joe Burrow to make that possible. So I think, I mean, I think you make a good point, but also like, so, but couldn't he have put up Justin Fields numbers, right? Like why couldn't he yeah. have put up Justin Fields numbers? And those were pretty good. And why couldn't he have been, I mean, he's not Justin. He does some things better than Justin. Justin certainly does things, some things better than him. I guess we're talking in circles now, which is what happens when you talk about fanciful mm-hmm. imaginary things. I think in the end, my point would be this. 2018, 19, and 20, Ohio State was very competitive every year. They barely missed the playoff and finished third, make the playoff, make the playoff. I think with Burrow, they might very well win the national championship in 19, but I think you do end up with a weird 2020 plugger year because I don't think it's Tate. I don't think it's Baldwin. I don't think it's Dwan Mathis, but then I think it's very possible it resets now pretty much similarly, which goes back to the thing we sort of talked about. Is this like a thing like in like when you the space time continuum that if you if you go back and you do a time machine thing, I know Stephen King does a lot of this stuff that like time itself fights against you. So I do think it's like I think you could insert yourself and you get off track right for a year or two. But I think it's very possible that the roads converge then again, right? So that it's not that it's not that the Joe Burrow over Dwayne Haskins choice is a different highway. It's like a detour that then gets you back on the same highway by 2021. And maybe the detour is worse. Maybe the detour is better. But you wind up kind of back on the same road kind of because you're Ohio State, <laughs> right? Because Ohio State's Ohio State because Ryan Day's good at his job. And there's nothing that is going to like derail Ohio State, Nathan.
0: Yeah. And I think, again, it all comes back to the thing that you said early on about how, if you, it it comes back to whether you think if you just take Joe Burrow off of LSU and all things remain equal, does that mean Ohio state wins the 2019 national championship?
1: Right. I think a a lot of this
0: comes back to, because then that, that isn't the same, then that isn't, that isn't just a detour. That's a very profitable detour that gets you back to this same player. I mean, you you get to have the same past three years, except they include a national championship. Um, And I think that's what it, it comes down to at the end of the day, because if you if you think if you think it doesn't throw off the present, then then it's worth it to get that national championship to get to where they are now.
2: So basically, are are you okay with literally doing what LSU's twenty nineteen and twenty twenty where where it's you just won a national championship, you had one of the greatest years ever, and then it just, you know, looks like a garbage trip dump in twenty twenty. Ohio State. Fans, are you okay with that?
1: I mean, I can't imagine picking a semifinal loss and a national championship loss over national title down year. I just think you take the title every time. So, I mean, if you're a fan that says, no, I'd rather be good every year and compete and be in it and have two really good years as opposed to a championship year and a down year, then that's fine. Then clearly you would take what has happened. And the other thing, too, is I mean, listen, there are alternate universes where here's the thing though, Nathan. There are alternate universes where Ohio State does beat Clemson in 2019. They could have beaten Clemson, they should have beaten Clemson. But I don't know that there's many alternate universes where we think they would have beaten LSU the way LSU was. Right. 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 But but Burrow, because Burrow, but Burrow was the heartbeat of that. As much talent as they had, they didn't have another obvious quarterback solution there. So it's like maybe. I don't know. Right. I mean, you open up all the doors, maybe like Jalen Hurts goes to
0: LSU because they have no, you know, I don't know. I mean, there was a period like Joe Burrow at the time seemed like he was almost part of this path that was happening where I remember quarterbacks were kind of washing out at Purdue and ending up at places like LSU in Florida. Yeah. And starting and you were like, what is going on in the mm-hmm. world? Like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and it seemed almost like Joe Burrow had kind of was just in that tradition. Right. Not this tradition of, oh, no, he's actually going to go down there. And that was it was definitely a program changing thing for LSU. I know they were pretty good before, but I mean, that they don't end up with the national championship without that decision that Ohio State made.
1: Agreed. OK, I think it's fun. I'm sorry to the texter who said, like, don't do this. It makes my head hurt. and I And I get it. But I don't think, in the end, we're being critical. And I don't. I think. I hope it's almost reassuring that we kind of feel like once again with the quarterback decision they have now, they're kind of deciding whether they get a ninety-eight or a hundred. They're not deciding about whether they get an A or a C. That's that's not what we think, at least. I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't. I don't think they have any C's. I think they have a bunch of A's, and then extra credits coming next year. How about that? for? Do you think Quinn Ewers, can we get that nickname starting? Extra credit. He went into a quarterback room full of A's, but he got 103. Quinn, extra credit Ewers. I'll float that. Call him the,
0: uh, the, the curve crusher, the something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. That was Buckeye Fly Effect. We'll keep doing them. I like the discussion. I think it's interesting. We're going to start working with talkables in here. Um, that's the plan. I think we're going to hit the 05 Texas game because that's definitely on YouTube. I think that'll be a fun one, even though it's an Ohio state loss. Uh, And that was the very first game that I covered as a, as a writer for the Cleveland Plain dealer. So I think we would have a good time reliving that. So we'll do Buckeye fly effect. We'll do retalkables. We'll keep doing the other podcasts market down Monday on Mondays, big Wednesday podcast. The Thursday pod is Buckeye football futures and uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. So make sure you guys are reading cleveland.com slash Buckeye Talk. Drop the reviews in Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the text at 614-350-3315. For Stephen Means and Nathan Baird, I'm Doug LaMaurice. And that was Buckeye Talk.